There's no other way of saying this. This story is just devastating. <sighs> to see Shaul going more and more into his darkness, as we'll see in this chapter, how far he goes. To see David running for his life for no, no reason, but constantly running. So David realizes he cannot remain amongst the Philistines, and yet his life was in danger in Shaul's kingdom as well. So he finds a hiding spot. He escaped to the cave of Adulam. It's a city between the territories of Yehuda and the Philistines, which had large caves. Adulam is in the southern part of the territory of David's tribe, Yehuda, and one could survive in the large caves there. His brothers and all his fa father's household heard, and they went down to be with him. Basically, they heard that he was a refugee. They came to David. Some stayed there permanently and some stayed temporarily. Any man who was distressed, any man who had a creditor from who he was fleeing, and any man who was embittered at home gathered to him. <laughs> Basically a bunch of people that you know, struggled emotionally. Um, he became a leader over them. Since David had become a fugitive who was living outside the law, these people who had been shunned by the establishment accepted him as their leader which is quite fascinating. You just sit on that for a moment, um, how David's first leadership position really takes off by the people who don't belong. And there were some 400 men with him. These were guys that uh, could fight, maybe because they had nothing to lose. David went from there to Mitzpah of Moab, a place close to the Moabite nation which lived on the east of the Jordan. And he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and my mother go with you until I know what God will do with me. David was concerned that Shaul would exact vengeance on his parents, who were no longer young and unable to be on the run. And so he asked the king of Moab to allow refuge. He asked this because David was a descendant of Ruth, who was a Moabite. She actually, Ruth, his great-great-grandmother, was part of the royal family of Moab. He led them before the king of Moab, and they stayed with him all the days that David was in the citadel, a fortified area from where he would defend himself. The prophet God said to David, do not stay in the citadel in this foreign land, as though you were an enemy of Israel. Go, come yourself to the land of Yehuda, and endure whatever might occur there. Since this was a prophecy, David went and he came to the forest of Cheret, which is in the land of Yehuda. This is where things go really, really sour. Remember in last chapter, David ran to the city of Kohanim, Nov. Nov was also the city where the Mishkan was at the time. So it was pretty much the unofficial um, central location of, of God's worship. It was the holy city. And remember there was a character named Doeg, the Edomite, who was there and saw what happened. And he informed Shaul. Shaul heard that David and the men who were with him had become known. In other words, reports had spread that David refused to submit to the authority of Shaul, and people became aware that he had a bunch of outlaws with him. Ironically, they only became outlaws because Shaul chased him out. And Shaul was sitting in Giva, Giva Shaul, under the Tamarisk in Ramah, an elevated uh, a, a Tamarisk tree, an elevated spot in Giva with a spear in his hand, and the servants were with him. Shaul said with sarcasm to his close servants who stood with him, 
Here and now Benjamites, because most of them were from his own tribe, Benjamin. Will the son of Yishai, this David, derogatory uh, name, basically just naming him by the son, give you all the fields and vineyards when he ascends to the throne? Perhaps you hope he will give you all your property? Will he appoint you leaders of thousands of, and leaders of hundreds? He totally plays the, the tribalism. For all of you have conspired to rebel against me, even if you did not actually do so in practice, that was your intention. And no one disclosed in my ear when my own son Jonathan made a pact with the son of Yishai. None of you are pained and distressed on me or disclosed to my ear that my son has established my servant as an ambush against me, waiting to depose me as it is clear this day. You all support David or you at least trust him, says this obsessed king. Most of this was nonsense. Nobody conspired with David. These people didn't even know much about him, and they definitely didn't know about Jonathan's covenant with him. When Shaul complained about his servant's indifference to him, Doeg the Edomite, who was appointed over the servants of Shaul, answered, he said, I saw the son of Yishai come to Nov, to Achimelech the high priest. He inquired of the Lord for him. It's not sure if they actually did that, um, if David asked Achimelech to require from God through the special Urim Vitumim, which were on the breastplate of the high priest. But Doag was willing to slander. He wants to find favor in this king's eyes. Achimelech gave him provisions, and he gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. In other words, he's a supporter of David. The truth is, let's remember, Achimelech didn't even know that David was running away from Shaul. The king sent to summon Achimelech, son of Achituv, the priest, and all his father's household, all the Kohanim and Nov, they came before the king. Shaul said, Here now, son of Achituv, doesn't even call him by his first name. Here I am, my lord, says the, the Achimelech. Shaul said, Why have you conspired against me? You and the son of Yishai, and you giving him bread and a sword and inquiring of God for him to rise against me as an ambush like this day. Achimelech answered the king and he said, But why would I not do so? Who amongst all your servants is as loyal as David? And he is also the king's son-in-law. Why wouldn't we ask, give him what he wants? Did I begin today to inquire of God for him? Far be it from me. This is not the first time I've done so. As he is the person closest to you, he often asks me, So this is not the first time. Let the king not attribute anything of guilt to his servants, no to the household of his father, as your servant knew nothing of all this, small or great. I had no idea there was a strain in the relationship. How was he supposed to know? Now, although this was an honest answer, Shaul, in his obsession, didn't believe it. He thought this was an evasion. The king said, You shall die, Achimelech, and all your father's household. You are all rebels. The king said to the royal guards who stood around him, Turn and put the priests of the Lord to death, for their heart is with David too, and because they knew that he was fleeing and rebelling against me, and they did not inform me. You should have at least informed me if you couldn't detain him. But the king's servants were unwilling to send forth their hand to smite the Kohanim of Hashem. They didn't want to hurt the Kohanim. Even they didn't believe that this was a rebellion. The king said to Doeg, you turn and smite the priests. Since you've proven your loyalty, it's fitting you should kill them. Obviously, Doeg had a few helpers because it's impossible for him to stand up against all the people, but he killed 
on that day 85 men, all Kohanim, all males in the family of Achimelech. And Nov, the city of the priests, which was closely connected to Achimelech, Dorg and his men smut by sword, both men and women, infants and suckling babes, ox and duckies and sheep by the sword. Way beyond even what Shaul asked them to do. This Doeg was a real madman. One son of Achimelech, his name was Evyatar, fled to David. Evyatar told David that Shaul killed the priests of the Lord. David said to Evyatar, I knew on that day that Doeg the Edomite was there and I should have anticipated that, that he would tell Saul, through my carelessness, I'm responsible for all the lives of your father's household. Stay with me. Do not fear, for he who seeks my life seeks your life. I consider anyone who seeks to kill you as though he's trying to take my own life, for you are in safekeeping with me, and I will provide you with a te- protection and full assistance. What a horrible, horrible part of Jewish history.